All right. We're going to bring on Mark Drumheller, Yahoo Sportsbook. Of course, BetQL as well. Uh, We've had him on before. We love him. Host of BetQL's In the Action Saturdays, noon to 4 Eastern. Of course, as I said, Yahoo Sportsbook as well. Let's start with this game right now, man. Uh, You know, Dallas comes in 14-point favorite. The line's been moving like crazy because, well, the Titans aren't playing anybody anymore. It's 10-0 right now. What, What have you seen? And is there anything? Do you have any confidence in Tennessee covering in this game? I don't know. I, th- I think they're going to need a lot of help. I just think, you know, I'm on the Dallas um, team total over 26 and a half, you know, and I think that's really the the big mismatch in this game is going to be the Dallas offense against this Tennessee defense. You can only, you know, scheme up so much if you don't have the players out there. And, you know, Dallas's offense has been averaging 36 points per game since week seven when Prescott returned from injury. So I just really like the matchup against the depleted Titans defense without Altry, without Simmons up front. So don't think they're going to get much of a pass rush here. Um, you know, obviously didn't don't like to see them settling for field goals, but, you know, it's a long game. And I, I think Dallas is going to be motivated to kind of put them away here. Um, you know, didn't definitely don't want to lay double digits in a game with a total this low. Uh, so that's kind of how I landed on the team total in this one. Mm-hmm. Oh, Mark, I took titans plus 14 dobbs just fumbled now we're waiting to see you got the ball there with field goal rage this is this is like watching a big 10 game where you're just dying for a field goal like all you want is something but you also like to torture yourself this is this is practice to iowa kentucky yeah that's that's exactly right we're just we're just warming up for that one pj loves to torture himself on this show though mark because like he'll take the underdogs and he's taken the underdog in the last two thursday night games he's bet the spread there monday night was the same thing and he tortured himself with the colts so what we do is we just sit here and watch him suffer the entire time when i keep saying don't do it don't do it don't do this but he wants to be a contrarian and when it hits you get all the bragging rights in the world but when you have to suffer on live on the air on a national show uh, it's a it's a lot harder so he's brave pj is definitely brave i'm brave mark <laughs> let me know am i brave am i if i take the the uh broncos plus 12 and a half against the chiefs nick's with me on this one we like the fact that it's coming off the spot where hack it's fired we feel like the broncos really could play well seems like they always kind of play kansas city tough they haven't beaten them since 2015 mahomes has never lost to them but they tend to cover the spread against them what are you doing in chiefs broncos you really do like punishing yourself. I do. I do. Broncos here with the 12 and a half, but <laughs> it makes sense. I understand where you're coming from. You know, they do play the chiefs tough all the time and you figure, you know, they do get a boost without hacking being out of there. They were just woefully unprepared. And that's a little bit of my concern. You know, you just let up 50 points to the Rams and, and now you're taking on Patrick Mahomes and the chiefs, you know, in a game where the chiefs need it. Like the chiefs are still in the thick of things. Number one seed up in the air, a lot going on in the AFC. So um, it was a stay away from, me but uh you know definitely don't want to be laying these huge double digit spreads this time of year because you know health really comes into you know how these teams kind of what their mentality is during the game you know if they get out to a big lead they want to get those guys off the field get them some rest before the playoffs start so um i think you're on the right track with denver uh, you're just a better man than me i can't sit through i laid the two and a half points with denver on christmas i'm not going back to that well again <laughs> I've, I've faded Denver all year, but I got them at 13 and a half. So I figured I'd ride this one and take the momentum of their fire and their coach. And then they're free. Nathaniel Hackett is, they've now been freed from Nathaniel Hackett. Uh, <laughs> talking to Mark Drungmeller, the game everybody cares about, obviously, is on Monday night. Bills at the Bengals. You know, this is, this is playoff seeding right here. This is bragging rights. This is also, at least in my eyes, 
I think still a chance for both Josh Allen and Joe Burrow to add to their MVP resume. Now, right now, Patrick Mahomes is a heavy favorite. He's like minus 500 at BetMGM. That being said, Joe Burrow has already beaten Mahomes. If he can then go and beat Josh Allen on top of that, I feel like that really helps his MVP resume and gives him an opportunity to maybe close this gap and, and win it when the season's all said and done. Just given the fact, too, the Bengals are playing so well. Do you think that there is that much riding on the MVP race with these two playing on Monday? I'm not so sure. Like, I don't know if any of them can catch Mahomes at this point. I think it's going to be really tough just because of Mahomes' schedule down the stretch, right? We just talked about how they get Denver, you know? But I think Joe Burrow is going to make a pretty strong case against Josh Allen on national TV. You know, the Bengals are the best team in the AFC. They were the best team last year. They're the best team this year. Not sure what else Burrow has to do with this team to kind of drive that point home. You know, we they have the Chiefs' number. They beat the Chiefs. Now they're going to beat the Bills, I feel like, on Monday night. You look at the Bills and kind of like where they struggle. Um, you know, they're at, you know outside of the top 20 in, in covering number one receivers this year, according to Football Outsiders DVOA metrics. So I, I think that, you know, in this matchup with Jamar Chase and the Chiefs offense and how well the, the Bengals defense has been playing, um, you know, I, I really think that they're alive to win this game against the Bills. The Bills are a team that is just kind of underachieved, and we're just waiting for them to kind of turn on the light switch, right? You know, they they woke up in the second half. They blew out the Bears. This is not the Bears. You know, they, that was only the second time in their last nine games that they covered the spread. So, you know, the market's been way too high on the Bills has not been given the Bengals enough credit. They continue to beat the market week after week, been one of the best bets in football this year. So I think they continue that, and I think that they're going to be the team in the playoffs. We hear this all the time that nobody wants to play, but I really think it's true with this Cincinnati team. Mark, speaking of those Bears, I really do like them this week, plus six against Detroit. This time of the year, a team like the Lions, who they're not used to being in this position, I know they've been a great story. They're playing really good football, and I think they probably win the game. But Fields in that offense, you know, they've been covering numbers with the exception of last week against Buffalo. They've been scoring a lot of points. I think this could be like a, a 34-31, 30-27 type game. What are you doing in Lions-Bears here? And do you like that total 52 as well? Yeah, I played a little bit of over on this one. You know, it didn't go crazy, but I, I do think that's a side. We're going to get a lot of points because neither team can stop anyone. And that's what we saw last week, right? So you see Carolina run it right down the Lions' throat unmercifully. You know, Dan Campbell had nothing to do but shake hands and say his team got his butt kicked after the game. And now he's going up against the Chicago team. That's the one thing that they do well is run the football, right? So they're going to they're gonna run right at this Lions team. I think both teams are going to kind of march down the field and score. And it's going to be one of those, you know, one game possession at the end you know who makes the mistake you know in the last two minutes when they're driving to tie the game or take the lead and you know so I think getting a number like six here with the Bears makes a ton of sense especially when you look at the inefficiencies of the Lions defense and where they're vulnerable and that being the strength of this Chicago Bears team. Mark how do you feel about my commanders against the Browns this weekend. I'm not letting myself get excited about any game anymore because I did against the Giants and then the refs screwed them. So I'm just going to let everybody else talk about the game for me so I don't even get emotionally involved. Yeah, I bet the Browns. And now I am from Philadelphia, so me and Carson Wentz have a long history. Ah, yes. Together, right? <laughs> so, uh, you know, we, we feel I, your I pain. It hasn't been great for us this year either with them. So. Yeah, he's like the, you know, the guy that just never comes through, you know, you know, has all the talent in the world, gets on the field, nothing in between the years, turns the ball over all the time. So um, the one thing I do like, though, is if if they can kind of, 
you know, reel him in and just get him handing the ball off. I, I think they can have a ton of success. This Browns defense can't stop anybody on the ground. So that's the path. If Wentz can, you know, just not turn the ball over and, you know, they don't go crazy and have him throwing the ball down the field all game, trying to make hero plays, I think they can win. But, you know, I, I did bet the Browns. I thought they're a little bit undervalued. And I just think, you know, Wentz with all this time off, I don't have confidence that he's not going to turn the ball over a ton. Mm. And it's such a huge factor in football games is turnover margin. And, you know, so I, I think that's why I went with the Browns here. It's kind of like a fade on Wentz. If it was Heineke, he probably would have played the Commanders. But, you know, Ron Rivera kind of decided to switch gears here. Mark, we're literally getting ready for kickoff at Texas and Washington here in the Alamo Bowl. I'm on the over. I got my guy Nick over here to tail me on the Let's over, go. 66 and a half. I expect there to be some points in this game. I mean, you know how good Washington's offense is, average 40 points a game. Texas is without their top two backs. Bijan Robinson and Roshan Johnson not going to play. I just trust Sark, though, and he's such a good play caller that I think they'll be able to score some points. Did you do anything in this Texas-Washington game? Yeah, I'm all over Washington. So I mm. took the three with Washington, and I think you kind of nailed it on the head, right? It's the number one passing attack in college football, Michael Penix Jr. And when you look at these two teams, right, you look at, you know, Texas's opt-outs, it's going to take you a little while to get through the list. We're talking 10, 15 players, no Bijan, no backup running back, right? No DeMarvian Overshawn on the defense, which is huge. He's really like the linebacker that keeps that defense together. So, Penix Jr. is going to do whatever he wants, and everybody in Washington's motivated. They're showing up to play. This is a huge game for them. They get to take on a team that's going to the SEC. Um, I, I think they want to make a statement here, and I think they're going to be able to score at will, and I think that's kind of important because then the pressure, like if Texas can't run the ball, you know, if they had Bijan, they'd run for 300 yards against Washington, but if they can't run the ball and the pressure is on Quinn Ewers to keep, you know, trading touchdowns with Michael Penix Jr., I don't think he can do it. I mean, I I think Ewers was pretty suspect down the stretch this year, um, had a few big games, but when, you know, he needed to make plays, he couldn't. And I think he's going to crumble a little bit under pressure here. Uh, I just think the game means much more to Washington. So I thought the dog was live here. I took the three points. You know, it's going to be weird to see Alabama not playing for a national championship, which I'm more than happy to see. I've had enough of it. Sorry, PJ, but you guys have had enough success over the years. It's Can like, never have enough. It's like sitting next to a Patriots fan. They have a bad year, and they're like, this is terrible. I'm like, you had two decades of success. Yeah. Give some to the rest of us. You're selfish. <laughs> but uh, when they go up against Kansas State, I mean, this just to me feels like, I feel like it's going to be an ass whooping because they're going to be mad they're not playing in the college football playoff. It's a Nick Saban coach team. Uh, Bryce Young is playing. So you're not going to have him leaving when he doesn't really need to be there. It's technically a meaningless game. Do you see it the same way where it's an angry Alabama team coming out there and just making it known that they should have been in the college football playoff? I really do. I, th I think that they realized that this was a, a missed opportunity going into the you know preseason in college football, the polls. This was Nick Saban's most talented team, and, and they did not make the playoffs. So I think the fact that you know Will Anderson Jr., Bryce Young are like, hey, we're suiting up, we're going out there to show that you know we belong in this playoff. Um, I think that's bad news for Kansas State, right? I mean, like, listen, Kansas State's been a lot of fun to watch this year, but uh, they let up like 270 yards rushing to Texas. So uh, what do we think is going to happen here, right? Alabama is going to run right through them. Uh, you know, I, I think laying the six and a half points is fair. 
you know, get, get over seven. It's kind of like, then you got to start thinking about motivation. You know, Bam is probably not going to keep Bryce Young on the field the whole game if they do have a big lead. But um, I think they should win this game handedly. Um, I think Alabama does come out here and make a statement. So I did bet them. I laid the six and a half. I think if you do want to bet it, though, you should bet it now. Um, I, you know, I wouldn't want to see this thing get over seven because then, you know, it could possibly get dicey. You could end up, you know, with a backdoor from Kansas State. But I just think they're going to be overmatched in the trenches here, and Alabama's going to put it to them. I agree. I think this is going to get steamed, so I would get the six and a half now. We've got about a minute left, Mark. Anything else you like in college here over the next couple? couple days who do you like to win uh the, the two semifinal games and back to the nfl any picks in the nfl that you like that we didn't touch on yeah i haven't bet the semifinal games yet but i'm really leaning towards the dogs and it's interesting because you know i think a lot of people are like hey it's gonna be georgia michigan let's let's just get to the championship game but i think tcu can give michigan some problems here i think you know getting that over a touchdown is really valuable just because you know defensively again we'll go back to texas right Bijan robinson great running back right they completely shut him down so uh, you know not to say that they're going to be able to do that to michigan but if they can slow michigan down enough to where uh, you know, J.J. McCarthy has to make those big throws, right? Something very inconsistent with during the year. Um, I think this game could get a little competitive, a little more competitive than Michigan fans want to see. And I think giving Sonny Dykes, and you know, all this time to prepare for the Michigan defense, um, I think he's going to have a pretty good game plan out there. Max Dugan's a guy that's going to fight for your money. So um, I'm really close to pulling the trigger on this one. I want to see if I can get, you know, maybe squeeze out a couple more points of value. But I think TCU is going to give Michigan all they can handle. He's Mark Drumheller, Yahoo Sportsbook, BetQL. Always good talking to you, man. Thanks, Thanks for Mark. coming on. Thanks for having me, guys.